Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Hey. Andrew Shepard. Welcome back. I see you're here again. <laughs> Drew and I just, uh, uh, Drew was over here tonight, actually. We were playing some collection of mana together um, with, our, with our friend Billy, doing the three-player mode on an old Super Nintendo game. So, yeah, pretty cool. good. It was good once we got all the characters unlocked, but that game does a weird thing, John, where the characters, like you start out just, a, it's a single player game. And I must have played for like, so we cast lots to determine who would get what character. You know, we just did a ra- random number generator online and uh, <laughs> we all had a number assigned to us. And so we hit the random number generator and whoever got it first was going to be the first person and then the second and third. And, and mine was first. So I started playing the game. And I must have played for what two hours before we ever unlocked a character. Yeah, it was at least an hour and a half. It might. It was a too. long time. It's a weird, weird decision for a co-op game. But we kind of, we kind of decided that the game was probably not initially intended to be co-op, but, um, or at least that was that was not the primary focus. Probably designed as a single-player game, and then co-op was added. So, because if you don't have if you don't have uh, people to play with then it's just ai the uh the game controls your other characters but anyway that was a lot of fun what's new with you john uh not a whole lot i uh been off work for a few days pretty sure i've got the flu oh Um, okay no so i did test for covid and it's not that good is covid still around it's some some (laughs) part of it is okay you don't i don't think you really have to quarantine anymore yeah, I don't think you have to do much like of anything. A couple days. No. I thought that would never end. Oh, my goodness. I think it's ended. Mostly. Ended enough. <laughs> ended enough, yeah. You've got the, the cousin. You've got the, the influenza, maybe. So <laughs> Yeah. There we go. I'm pretty sure I got it. So Okay. Well, you don't seem like you're... You don't look bad. What's... I mean, do you, are you having bad symptoms? There's yeah. nothing noticeable. Oh, okay. Well... Um, if, if we go too long tonight, you'll probably start seeing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when that NyQuil kicks in, it okay. kicks in hard. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to, uh, to mute when I cough. So, okay. You look cool. very comfortable though. I will say that. Well, I'm in my basement that we're yeah. trying to redo sitting on mm. a $50 couch. It's pretty, there cool. we go. Yeah. It looks comfy. What's new with you, Jura? So for our listeners who don't know this, about two, maybe three months ago now at this point, uh, my wife and I adopted a new dog. So we now have uh, two dogs. Um, This one is a Texas Blue Healer. Her name is Lucy. She's just about two, two years old, maybe a little bit older, adopted. So it's sort of hard to tell sometimes. Uh, But if you're actually interested in seeing her, the dodo did a piece on her a few weeks ago. What? Yeah. You didn't tell me this. I thought I sent you the link. Did I not? Oh, if, if you did, I ignored it. <laughs> I, I thought I sent it to a hundred people and. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I don't but, think I got that. Yeah. So they did a little How piece cool. on her. And, What's the piece uh, called? Oh, goodness. I just, um, I Google or YouTube, the dodo, 10 puppies, 10 puppies. It's one of those good heartfelt stories. Yeah. Um, 
pregnant foster dog surprises everyone with her 10th puppy. Whoa, I see that. Yeah. Oh, and it's like a like a video and everything. It's not yes, even an article. It's, it's got a million views. It's uh what? Yeah. Drew, your dog's like, famous. Yeah, I'm like, that's my dog. <laughs> so you even get to see a little oh, bit of cool. our house and our first dog in there because it's very Oh, do you really? Yeah. Are y'all in it? No, we're not in it. Oh, okay. All you right. can hear Amy's voice in one part, but that's about it. How so. cool is that? Yeah, you can it's randomly really cool. yell. In the background, the Star Wars Brothers podcast. Yeah. I didn't get that point. Oh. We could have gotten a few out. So, oh well. All, All right. Lost so, opportunity, but have you ever been? I'm sorry, were you done, Drew? I've got another yeah, question. Yeah, Follow up it. to your. Have you ever been in the news, John? Like on the news? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been on yeah. the news? Yeah. What was the, what Everything was it for? Great. I think like banned stuff. Oh, okay. In, I've been in, in the high school. Paper things but yeah 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 what were you in the newspaper for um i closed out a, a real big uh, internal theft case once. whoa <laughs> I, I don't remember that how cool is that um, yeah would they quote you or something uh no they didn't quote they just said who i was just said here's the awesome guy that you know led the internal sting <laughs> operation yeah. well <laughs> I, I ended up, yeah i fired like most of the the night crew in one night. Oh, oh my goodness. The value was really high. And so that's why it made the Mm, crazy, crazy. Do you know, do you have a count on how many people you've fired over the course of your time at Walmart? You don't have like, you don't have like a helmet where you've been putting out tally marks Uh in or something. You should have. (laughs) So I used to save their name badges on a, uh, Oh really? (laughs) Uh, but they frowned upon that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ought to try to go back and remember and, and do like a tally mark thing, right. like people that keep track of their kills in war. Oh, I would have, yeah, I would have no idea. The red, got the red baron over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. We were in the newspaper when we were kids, Sean, for a lemonade stand. Oh, yeah. Sold right. lemonade for 10 cents and. Had a guy leave his bike for us to watch. Gave us five bucks. That's like basically 500 back then. To us, it was. For just watching his bike? <laughs> just watch. Hey, will you guys watch my bike? I'll give you $5. I don't know. He parked his bike and went over and like looked at There was an estate sale going on across the street. So we took advantage of it. Really, our parents took advantage of it and, and set up a lemonade stand. Our mom made lemonade. And then we just sat out there and looked cute three little kids and sold sold lemonade in the corner of the street and people came across the street and i remember at the time it felt like a lot of money somebody called a local paper or honestly mom and dad probably called a local paper and uh they came out and, and we had a big old picture in the paper i mean it was it's pretty big at the time so and then i was on tv two other times that i can think of i was on a news broadcast one time in florida for it was like uh, that that thing they did do at the fairgrounds where it's you go back in time and they have all the old buildings and you dress up like people from the 1800s or whatever. Oh, yeah. And and I was in a couple shots from that. Um, and then I was on um, a, a commercial for the news in Nebraska. It was a Hello Nebraska commercial. 
um, when I was a kid, about that same time of life. Actually, both of those things are on YouTube on my Memories of Cliff channel. So if you want to see me, you want to see some things about me, look up the channel Memories of Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you can see all my high school plays and musicals. You can see my... um, uh, uh, John, I should put yours on there. Do you have a video of your musical that you were in? I don't know. The Cinderella, right? You were the king in Cinderella. Yeah, I don't know if there was a video or not. Okay. Was that the only play you did? Yeah. Anyway, that's all I can think of for what I was, the, all the all the news I've ever made. So nothing significant, just like a background person and a couple shots of a few things. But it felt like a big deal to me at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, have you ever been on TV for anything besides, uh, you know, um, well, just for anything, I guess. The only time that I can think of actual TV, I was in the newspaper a time or two for different things. But for what? The action. Uh, I got a lot of, I got the most scholarships ever at our school um, for a graduating senior. So I was in the newspaper for that. Okay. Uh, That was pretty cool. And Uh then I, uh, I think two other times when I was doing theater, Okay, um, we got just promoting that and I was in a picture. Um, The only time I can ever remember on camera though, was oddly enough when I was in Japan uh, I was approached by a film crew in Tokyo and I have no idea what they wanted, but they just asked me a bunch of questions. They had like a translator with them and there was like two or three cameras and then a reporter putting a microphone to my face. And I have searched for this video on YouTube so many times to figure mm-hmm. out what it was about, mm-hmm. but I cannot find it. <laughs> I figured it would be like clueless. Um, clueless american answer stupid questions you know to japanese or something but yeah that's the only time i can ever think of it okay all right well that's cool um so disappointing news i got today this morning they opened up the signups for passholder previews of galaxy's edge uh, new, actually not Galaxy's Edge of uh, what is it called? Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy Rewind. Galaxy Rewind. Yeah. The new indoor roller coaster. And so, if you're a pass holder, you have an opportunity to be a part of like a testing group, where they'll let you ride the ride early. And usually, the weights are really low, and it's an easygoing deal. Something Drew, you went to one of those and got to ride twice to the yeah. Ratatouille thing, right? So, mm-hmm. so that was I was I was really excited about being able to do that as a pass holder, and I just didn't get in. I didn't see it early enough and I didn't get a slot, but Drew had uh, a really early date and and he's in a position where he can actually bring guests to his because of what he's doing with Disney. And um, uh, so he could, he, he was like, you can just come with me. Sean, I didn't want to do it. So that was fine. So, um, uh, so I was going to go with, with Drew and then found out that it's the day that we're flying back from Michigan. <sighs> And that would have been super early, like May 9th, I think, isn't it? That yeah, you're May gonna 9th. you're gonna get to go do that. Oh, so it doesn't cool. open until the 27th officially. So. I know it's crazy. So I'm gonna have to wait till the 27th and stand in line for three hours. So <laughs> but if if I even get an opportunity to do that, you know how the uh the Star Wars ride was yeah. they had the boarding parties and you didn't always get in, even if you went to the parks. And I I figure I'll be able to, you know, make it happen, but yeah. Anyway kind of disappointing 
And Epcot that, gives uh, out more that I didn't get into that. Epcot gives out more park reservations. Yeah. So, I mean, when it was at Hollywood studio, since it's a smaller park, they give out fewer park uh, reservations. Oh, so it was even harder oh, yeah, to get yeah. even in. So sure. 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 Silly thing to complain about, I guess, but I'm in a privileged spot living right next to Disney world. Yeah, <laughs> We go there pretty often. So, you know, some people it's a once in a lifetime trip. I can't imagine, you know, coming down here on your once in a lifetime trip and like not getting on that star Wars ride when that's like the thing you're looking forward to. Oh, how disappointing would that be? And I guess you just got to come with the expectation that, Hey, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to get on what I can get on and I'm going to be okay with it. But yeah. Um, but man, that's gotta be frustrating. You know, I don't know if it's once in a lifetime, but there was a story uh, yesterday I saw on the um, Disney news yesterday of this family that flew all the way over from Switzerland to go to Disney world. Well, they got there and they didn't have reservations for magic kingdom on their first day. Apparently they didn't know about the reservation system. I don't know how, but they didn't. And so yeah. they're outside um, of the TTC, the transportation ticket center mm-hmm. with cardboard saying, please give us your um, park reservation for today. We're, you know, it's like, <laughs> it was not a good look for Disney in that moment. Cause it like spread all over social media. All yeah. The Disney channels, so yeah. Like we're from Switzerland. Yeah. Right. But they can't make exceptions. It's the thing, you know, you know? they got to abide by that right now, I guess. So, well, they, get, they could probably increase capacity at this point, but the park seems so crowded all the time whenever we're there. So, yeah, you know, I don't know, even on a weekday right now, it's crazy. So, all right. Anyway, <clears throat> any other news from you guys, John, you're frozen. Are you? Oh no, you're just being really, really still. <laughs> any other news from you guys? Y'all want to share? All right, well, let's get into um, our next item on the itinerary that I sent out. And that is a new podcast game that we're going to be playing. It's called The Fellowship of the Multiverse. And here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Something bad has happened. In one of the multiverse iterations of the Fellowship of the Ring events, the Balrog has destroyed all nine members of the fellowship. And so uh, Dr. Dr. Strange or whoever's in charge of the, the uh, you know, the, that part of things in, in that, you know, area of middle earth, whoever controls the mystical oversees the mystical, uh, you know, thing is they've, they basically have decided that they're going to portal in replacements for all nine members. <clears throat> and they're going to pull them from the star Wars universe and they've chosen us to select those members. Um, however, we are only allowed to choose from those who we have seen up to this point in the Bad Batch series. Got it? So we're going to go member by member and try to find the most appropriate a place replacement for each one of those nine members of the fellowship so that we can portal them in to pick up that ring and finish the uh, finish the quest to uh, to destroying it in Mordor in that iteration of the the multiverse. Does that make sense, guys? Is it only Bad Batch or anything we've done up to this point? Just Bad Batch. Just Bad, Just Batch. bad okay. Batch. The Bad Batch series specifically. It's got to be somebody who has appeared in the Bad Batch series. You have to have seen them on screen. Okay. 
and we're going to go character by character and you know we're just going to go go and uh i've got an order and we're just going to go in order but how many we do is actually a, a question and so before we before we play this game i want to know um and we're jumping the gun on this a little bit how many episodes per week do we want to watch of this because the number of fellowship members we choose each week is going to depend on that a little bit are we are we want to do two a week three a week four a week what do you think john you're probably the determinant factor here. Like two or three. Two or three? Okay, yeah. so there's 14 total episodes, including the one we just watched. So if we did three, um, could we do three and then just do four one time? Like yeah. maybe end it with four, do the last four the last time we do it. So we did one episode this time. We'll do three, 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 four, right? Okay, so that's five total times. There's nine members of the fellowship. So we'll go ahead and do two. We'll go ahead and do two this week, uh, and I'll figure it out in future weeks. But we're, we're going to do the first two members of the fellowship that need to be replaced, and that will be Frodo and Sam. So who from the Bad Batch series is going to be our Frodo? Any uh, any suggestions? If you're wanting success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're trying to we're trying to save save their you know Cross. their Middle Earth. He's gonna Crosshair follow. as Frodo? He's going to follow orders. Ooh, I, I, don't, I can't go with that. <laughs> he's he's going to follow know. orders. He is going to follow orders. Wait, wait, wait. wait. As Frodo? You, you got to have see, like a... He will see through to the end. Corruptible. No. The, the reason why... Just follows orders. No, the reason why Frodo was chosen to, to be the primary carrier of the ring is because he is incorruptible. Right? Well, if your chip is telling you to destroy the ring, you're going to. Drew, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know if I can go with this suggestion. We I have to come to a good towards Omega, but. We don't know it. We don't know a lot about Omega. I like the idea, though. She is very small. Any other well, ideas? I have one for Sam, but I don't know about Frodo. How about that Padawan? That's what I was thinking for Sam, the Caleb dude. Yeah. Caleb dude. Is that what his name was? Yeah, the little Padawan. Okay. Because I feel like, I don't know, Sam was more adventurous than mm-hmm. Frodo, and he sort of like had to... We can, we can use bad charge. guys, too, if we want to. There's not really anybody who's a, a super close equivalent to either one of them. No. Um, man, I don't know. I, I kind of, you know, I feel like we, we, we may need to save Crosshair for like Boromir or something, right? Later on. Yeah, but it's not just following orders. I mean, he can follow orders as as uh, you a support character, success, right? Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant to use any of the clones, to be honest. I could see maybe um, uh, maybe Hunter, just because he's kind of a leader. But I don't know that that really fills fills the role quite appropriately. Saw Guerrera. Saw Saw was there. <laughs> we could also just pick one of the random people with Saw. One of the children, one of the timid children that did as they were the told. The timid children with saw. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. All right. What do we think? You really think uh, cross, Crosshair is going to be our Frodo, huh? I mean, he's nothing like Frodo, but... He's nothing like Frodo. You've got to have somebody like Frodo. To, to be able to make sure the ring gets destroyed. But, but you got to think about this, you know, from a multiverse standpoint. To... 
to sh- see the. But you don't want the person carrying the ring to shoot their friends. I mean, if it gets that's the, the that's the whole reason the ring got destroyed was because the friends work together. You got to think about in the context you tell of him, the. You tell him to not put the ring on. He's not going to put the ring on. <laughs> in the context of the mission. See, I don't know. I feel like that chip. What if he gets the wrong message? I mean, who's controlling that sh- that chip? After all, we don't have any control over it. He doesn't have any control over it. Probably Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf's controlling the chip. <laughs> uh, Gandalf's dead, John. <laughs> Balrog killed him. And he took the rest of the fellowship with him. What about the Cammy Noen, Cammy Noen nurse? She seemed very caring over Omega, trying to get her to do the right things. And I mean, I sort of saw Frodo as the well. No, that was again. That was still more Sam. I don't know. I like Sam more anyway. I guess. I think we got to go with. um, I think we got to go with Omega. That's my vote. Oh, Omega seems innocent (laughs) and young. Um, she seems good natured, you know, she's, we don't know that she's incorruptible, but certainly more than crosshair. I can't believe he suggests crosshair. <laughs> Not corruption. He's just doing what he's told. Yeah. All right. We need to make a decision. If y'all both want crosshair, I'll go with crosshair, but I think we should go with Omega. I- I'm leaning towards Omega. I'm sorry, John. What do you think, John? Are you going to be good with Omega? I mean, that's fine. I, I, I think we're all going to die in middle earth. But... I think we need to include crosshair for sure. Omega would also make a good uh, Sam though. Right. Because like medic, a medic, right. It'd be nice for Frodo to have a medic with him. Cause he's going to, you know, they're going to end up off by themselves at some point. So again, my vote, for she could be the Sam good support is the Padawan Caleb, but I think Sam is the Padawan Caleb. Okay. Yeah. John, what do you think about Sam? I mean, you're not going to like my answer. Let's hear it. <laughs> we got to hear it. <laughs> uh, I would say Wrecker because he'll pick uh, Crosshair <laughs> right up over his shoulder and get him where he needs to go. John, what in the world? Uh, you know what? It's unconventional, but <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of liking it, actually. I think with, with the support, right? Maybe. Maybe that maybe we can surround him with people that can help him to escape his corruption. I mean, we don't know where this Bad Batch series is going to end up. It could end up with Crosshair, um, you know, becoming good at the end. That's kind of where I think it will end up. So maybe not. Um, Drew, what do you think? Should we just go with John's suggestions here? I, I think it'll be a funny um, pair, Omega and Rex. Omega and Crosshair. I'll, Pairing him I'm, with, with uh, not Omega. Messing up your game. Um, Crosshair and Wrecker. Crosshair and Wrecker. I think Although I Drew said game, that. Cliff. I think we lost Drew. No, no, I'm still here. I'm sorry. I, oh, okay. I think there was a delay. Okay. All yeah. right. What's it going to be? Wrecker Everybody for say Sam. Wrecker for Sam and Crosshair for Frodo. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> John, we went with you this week. You're going to have to work with us next next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is not a good start to this fellowship i sure hope we come across <laughs> some good, good fighters <laughs> <laughs> plus wrecker's not even a good moral center he's very you know i could see crosshair just easily corrupting him you know if crosshair gets the wrong idea 
Wrecker's just going to go along with him, right? He's not going to give him that solid foundation. Crosshair's not going to get the what? Crosshair's not going to get the wrong idea. So you just think Crosshair because he's going to do? He's going to okay. If you told him to destroy the ring, he would because because he's following orders. But that's the thing is that he didn't follow orders. He only he only had that mindset in this episode because his chip was active. And is that sort of your point? Then why don't we just pick a random clone? Pick one of the regs because they're even more so going to follow orders, right? And pair them up with somebody who can support them. Like the first thing he said in the episode was a good soldier following. All right, fine. All right, we're going with it. We're going with Crosshair and Wrecker. Let's talk about this episode. So I'll give a quick summary, like we uh, like we've done with the Clone Wars episode, and then we'll break down a few elements. All right. So we have Hunter, Tech, Wrecker, Crosshair, and Echo. That's our bad batch. Uh, Echo was a late addition in the Clone Wars cartoon after he was captured by the Empire. So he was part of that team that we kind of followed through the series, if you remember. He was captured by the Empire. Um, and then they hooked him up to these, these, this, like, put all these plugs in his head and hooked him up to this machine to basically probe his brain for strategies um, that they could use against, that they could use to their advantage. Y'all remember this? So that's where Echo where where Echo got all his scars and why his skin's all white is because he was basically used as a you know as a USB drive <laughs> for the separatists um, to try to steal uh, strategies from from the Republic soldiers. Um, his nickname came from him repeating orders initially. That's why he was called Echoes because he would repeat orders um, in a way that was almost just annoying, right, and unnecessary. Back when his unit was was very unsuccessful, trying to go through the training and always failing, um, but uh, but after he was rescued from, um, you know, he, they, they had this big thing where they saved Tarkin actually from the Citadel, and he got captured. We thought he died, but he got captured during that time. They used him to to steal all the plans, and then there was a big mission to go in and save him. And after they saved him and kind of got him back to his senses, he helped him to. I, I don't remember all the details. He was a big, valuable asset. And then at the end of it, um, he went and, and basically became a part of the, the, the crew that was at the time four from the Bad Batch. So at the beginning of this episode, they're out on some mission with a Jedi and, and their Padawan, a bunch of clone troopers, and Order 66 is issued. Um, and it affects all of the clones that they're with. And they, they, uh, they kill... The Jedi, there's a Jedi Master and a Padawan. They kill the Jedi Master. The Padawan runs away. And this uh, this crew of four is, is generally pretty confused about what's going on. Hunter, in particular, is like, this doesn't make any sense. I, I don't like this. I don't know what's going on. Uh, he chases after that Padawan to try to help the Padawan and be like, hey, I'm on your team. I don't know what's going on. We're going to figure this out. Uh, Padawan doesn't trust him, especially after Crosshair takes a shot at him. Uh, because apparently when this Order 66 was issued, as we'll find out later in the episode, it did have some effect on Crosshair, even though it didn't affect the rest of the Bad Batch. The rest of the Bad Batch had basically had their uh, their inhibitor chips either corrupted. So like in the case of um, Echo, all that stuff that they did to his brain basically nullified the inhibitor chip, right? Um and then with the others, just part of their mutations um, resulted in the inhibitor chip being either not present or ineffective. 
but for some reason it was there for, for crosshair. And you kind of get that idea before they actually officially reveal it. Right. Cause he keeps repeating this, this phrase over and over where he says, good soldiers follow orders. So you, you kind of get the idea that, that he's, he's been affected by this chip. Um, so they're confused and they go back to, um, is it Kaminoa? Is that how you say the planet's name? Camino. Is it Camino? They're Kaminoans, right? And the planet's Camino. Okay. I think that's right. Um, they meet a little girl named Omega. She's kind of mysterious. Uh, she's a, a medical protege. Um, she's basically under another, you called her a nurse, Drew. I think that's probably a pretty good way of describing the Kaminoan um, mentor that she has there. Um, and after they meet her, Tarkin decides he's going to put the, the clones through these tests to see if they're worth, I guess, worth using in the um, Empire's army, right? And so he gets the Bad Batch in there and runs a test, but halfway through the test, he switches over to live rounds um, and has the uh, the machinery that they're fighting against basically fire lethal shots at him, which, which is not something the Jedi would have done. Um, and so they are taken aback by that, uh, but they're able to overcome the challenge. And they're, they're a little bit ticked off about it. Um, but they get sent on a mission to go and kill some insurgents against the empire. And when they get there, um, you know, Crosshair is ready to take the shot, but he's waiting for his order from Hunter and Hunter doesn't give the order. Cause they, they take a look and see, Hey, there's no droids here. There's no separatists that these are people and there's children and women there. Um, what are we doing here? And so they, uh, decide that they're going to approach instead. Well, Crosshair is not very happy about it. Obviously he just wants to kill him. He's affected by this order. Um, it's kind of flipped a switch in his brain, but they go up and they talk to him. Saul Guerrera is there leading a little band uh, that is going to um, rebel against the empire. They, they very clearly state that that's their intent. So they certainly are insurgents, but, um, but it's just not what, not what Hunter's used to doing. He's not used to killing people. He's used to killing clones, right? Or, or excuse me, not clones, uh, robots, droids. And so, um, so anyway, they, they, they return to base without killing anybody. Uh, and the reason they do it is at this point, Hunter's like, okay, I don't, obviously this is not right. Something's going on. You know, we could just run away, but we can't just run away because I didn't let Omega come with us. And I feel like she's in danger. We need to go save um, Omega, this little girl that they just met. I didn't mention that right before they left on this mission, she was like, please take me with you. I don't feel safe here. Things are different now that, um, that the Jedi are gone and I don't like it. She didn't feel like things were right. Um, so they go back to base, but when they get there, they get imprisoned. They break out of the prison. Um, but in, in, in that process, uh, Tarkin also has crosshairs inhibitor chip enhanced, so he basically has the order, you know, seared into his brain to where he's going to now, you know, be a, be a, uh, um, be following orders, right. <laughs> to the T and, um, uh, they end up having to fight crosshair as they escape, um, with Omega from the, from, from Camino. Um, one other thing worth mentioning is that they do get help. This is my interpretation of the events. Anyway, they do get help from um, Omega's 
supervisor, her nurse mentor person that she'd been following around. That nurse actually helps them escape by preventing the 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 uh, hangar doors from being closed at one point, so that that ship can get out. I, we I, I think we're supposed to assume, knowing that Omega is with them, she's just concerned for for the little the little girl. By the way, Omega is a clone, right? She's she's apparently another um, genetic mutation of the Django Fett DNA, right? Which came out as a female um little girl in this episode and she's being trained as a medical something right but, but i thought that was interesting so we don't really know what's in store for us with omega but kind of an interesting character there so let's go let's go uh through a few different characters after we give some general impressions but before we do that um what did y'all think in general about this uh this episode was it a was it a good thing was it a you know was it boring was it exciting what did you think um it was familiar in a good way in all the good ways to clone wars um you know we we left on a pretty high note with clone wars i think we all really enjoyed the last couple of arcs to clone wars and really this picks right up where that left off different different characters different part of the story part of the galaxy but still um you know it it was it was familiar which was enjoyable as far as the art style the action um it was, it was slightly, maybe slightly predictable, but not in a bad way, but in a, you know, in a fun way. Like these are the characters we've come to expect from their arc. And so just built, I mean, so I was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I remember being uh, not impressed with the Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Uh, but I did really like this. So this kind of uh, redeemed that for me. This may be pretty good. Okay. I feel like having a break from the Clone Wars a little bit was nice too, because I, I think so fondly back on it, just getting back into that world was super exciting to me. Seeing the animation style again, obviously I think the animation in this is top notch because this was a show they just made with a big budget, obviously. And, um, you know, just the familiarity of it all, uh, seeing it, interwoven into the order 66 stuff is really exciting. Whereas a lot of the other clone wars episodes seemed disconnected from the greater narrative. It's just sort of doing its own thing for a while. Um, it wasn't always very consequential, right. But this being so parallel to things that are happening, you know, on, on, on a larger scale, um, in the, uh, the more significant aspects of the star Wars timeline here, specifically with order 66 made this really engaging for me. Um, I just, I just loved it. I, I thought it was awesome to see uh, and, and the, the characters, uh, even this bad, the bad batch, they seemed very generic and bland to me. And in some ways they still do, but I don't know. Kind of like you said, John, it, it's like it, it landed better this time, right? Even though it's still a little generic, even though it's still a little bland, um, there could be more creativity with these, you know, main, this main crew. Um, I was kind of okay with it this time around. And again, that may, maybe again, that's just because I'm just pumped to be back into the clone wars, you know, aesthetic and feel, um, tell me about your impressions of this, the, the main characters, right. The, the five, um, that uh, that we were already familiar with uh, this team of five people um just i mean what what we 
thought of them in general or just yeah yeah let's just talk about that team of five tell me what you thought about them um anything stand out to you about the crew here in in particular you know i'm just trying to think of what we already talked about in the original bad batch arc um about them um i mean crosshairs like we've sort of talked about already is so dogmatic Mm -hmm. with following orders um and I think that will be a, a fun piece to see moving forward, how they handle that. If, you know, cause there, there's a lot of ways they can go with that. Is that really the chip inside of him or is he playing devil's advocate? You know, we're just so, I think with him in particular, I, I'm really excited to see where his character goes, where his mindset really is with all of this. Sure. Yeah. I actually loved that element. It, it, it was Bother, it bothered me the whole time because you kind of knew what was going on. You kind of knew, uh-oh, he's a little off here, right? It's not like the whole bad batch. They're all good guys and they're all like, oh, what's going on? You know, really Hunter was the only one who stood out and was like, this isn't okay. Um, yeah. And then on the other side of the thing, you had Crosshair that said, we need to do this. We got to follow orders. Good soldier, Good soldiers follow orders, right? Where he's obviously being affected by the chip. The other three were kind of neutral on it. They were like, I don't know, you know, just kind of going with the flow. And that surprised me. I kind of expected the whole crew to basically say, no, we're good guys, right? We don't have these chips, so we're going to do the right thing. And that's just not the way they approached it. They had one bad member of their crew, one good member of the crew, and then three basically neutrals. I think the neutrals are going to follow Hunter's lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it was interesting to see that, you know, even when they went back to base, it wasn't like they were all, all really concerned with doing the right thing. That was all Hunter. And, and I thought that was neat. I thought that was a little unexpected um, uh, to, to see, to see it play out like that, to see it not be so clear cut that these are, these are a team of people that are going to try to do the right thing all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're not the regs. They're not the regular clone troopers by any means um, right it showed in their attitude as well as obviously their abilities. Sure. Yeah. I think that just kind of speaks to the leadership of Hunter though. I mean, they were going to do whatever Hunter wanted. Right. So. Yeah. And they've obviously gone on a lot of missions together. They trust each other. And it was really sad. I thought to see crosshair um, fall to the wayside and not be a part of the team. Right. I didn't expect that. Didn't expect it. So let's talk about Omega. What are y'all's general impressions about Omega? Don't really understand her value yet. <laughs> sure. Um, absolutely. That's a great point. I mean, clearly she's going to have a main part in this story to some degree um, for them to have that much of a focus on her for an hour show and for her to join the crew as they're leaving. So she's going to be big, but not really sure what her, her ability is because she is one of the modified clones. Mm-hmm. One of the five, but mm-hmm. what's her ability? So, yeah. Yeah. What makes her special? What gives her extra talent? Why was she a medical protege? Right. Why? What's, what's going to be her role? Is she just going to be the medic for the team? You know, is it going to be that simple or is there going to be more to her? I don't know. Remains to be seen. Um, I wasn't sure how I felt about her at first. It kind of seemed a little bit weird to have this, you know, just didn't quite seem to fit the aesthetic of everything that was going on by the end, I ended up kind of liking the extra dynamic that she brings to the table. So yeah. John, did you have a positive impression of her? Did you, were you neutral on it? Did you, you just kind of a wait and see at this point? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. 
for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, is she, uh, is she just not as sure. Cute? Yeah. <laughs> not as cute. <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay. Okay. So that maybe the biggest, um, character that there is to discuss in my opinion, at least is Tarkin. So Tarkin's somebody we have a lot of context for in Star Wars at large. He's a very nostalgic character to see, right? Because he, I mean, he's episode four um, character. He bosses around Darth Vader in episode four. This guy is a force to be reckoned with, um, no pun intended. And um, and let's talk about his portrayal in this uh, in this episode. Did you learn anything new about Tarkin, Drew? Uh, it, not necessarily new. It reinforced everything I thought of Tarkin. Okay. He's very sly. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's a, a businessman, an evil businessman at heart. Um, when he an was evil talking, businessman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he sure. was talking with the, ca- com- the people of Camino <laughs> uh-huh. and saying, oh, well, we're dissolving the contract because your contract was with the Republic and now we're the Empire. It's right. like, it's yeah. the same thing, you know, two names, same thing, but mm-hmm. you know, so he's shrewd with his business dealings and uh, the way he was wanting live rounds to test sure, uh, on the clones. And then the other thing that I thought was just interesting was how they just briefly brought up the idea of conscription. If I said that word right for the clones. Oh yeah. It's not yeah. going to be clones anymore, but right. we're going to be doing uh you know, gathering people from all over the galaxy, mm-hmm. not clones anymore. So I thought that was interesting because we see that later on. But. And it was basically, you remember what the reason was? Cheaper. Cheaper, yeah. It's cheaper. Just get some people to sign up from all these planets around the galaxy. You don't have to invest all this money in getting a, a highly trained clone soldier. You know, they didn't they just need, they just wanted power in numbers with people that were expendable, you know? Um, that they didn't have to worry about the cost of losing. <laughs> yeah. So, John, what did you think about the difference between the way that um, things were managed as far as the clone clones were concerned under Tarkin versus how they were managed under the Jedi? So, uh, I, I loved Tarkin being yeah. kind of over. Um, it just, just played to how heartless he is. I mean, he's the one that gave the fire when ready sure on, uh, on the on Leia's planet right um, that's right yeah and so it, it's coldly it's and emotionlessly yeah. yeah you might fire when ready and he's just you know what switch to live rounds um and that's just how he's going to handle the clone if they've all got to be exterminated he'll give yeah. the order very nonchalantly and go uh, and move on so. cool okay i um really liked the contrast between the training because i kept thinking in that training room the last time we saw that training room the person standing above them with the kaminoans was a jedi you know and they were evaluating you had the you had the you know bounty hunters as well that were sometimes up there watching and involved in some of the training but but at the end of the day all of the decisions while there's still an underpinning of you know enslavement (laughs) like a lot of bad themes underneath um, the, the actual training itself was, uh, was not as bad. So comparatively, all right, we doing some audio things here. Yeah. Hold on one second. Okay. Just tell us when you're ready. All right. Can you hear me? 
Yes. Oh, and I think your sound quality improved vastly. Whatever you okay. did just now, I had a big difference. iPad because my laptop is dying. So okay, I think we need to make that the standard because this audio right. quality is way, way, way better. Sounds um, good. All right. So uh, the other thing I noticed with with Tarkin is the way that he talked about the clones to the Kem, uh, Owens. There was one word in particular that stood out to me where he, he asked them, how many of the altered clones do you possess? Not just how many are there, but how many do you possess? Just viewing them as expendable, you know, um, what do you call it? Owned assets, right? Rather than humans. So, um, yeah. Yeah, really cool portrayal of Tarkin in this, I thought, in general. Um, did he seem a lot older to y'all than he did in his earlier appearance in the Clone Wars? I didn't go back and look at how old, how young he looked in the Citadel episode. I just remembered him being pretty young then. And this would have been pretty close to that, but he looked a lot older in this episode. So yeah, he know. did look older. And he looked very close to his um, original trilogy appearance to me. Versus in the other one, I, I just remember him looking a whole lot younger. Maybe in my memory's off there, but but um, I don't know. I'm not sure if you was saying. I don't know if there's anything to that. So, anything else in this episode? Um, we'll, we'll rank it, and then we'll got we've got one more thing we're going to do here at the end. Um, you know, I, I was glad they did a fair job of explaining why at, at least some of the clones in mm-hmm. um, in their in the group were not impacted by Order 66. How they actually sort of acknowledge that, that, hey, you're not, we weren't impacted by it because of our modifications. And these modifications overrid, overwrit some of, you know, the inhibitor chip, part of the inhibitor chips. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think I was glad they actually addressed that because that was a question in my mind when Order 66 happened. Sure. And, you know, they weren't behaving normally. So I was glad they sort of went back and addressed that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I remember back in the day when I heard about the inhibitor chips, I thought it was dumb. I really liked the idea of the clones kind of being in on it the whole time, just waiting, like knowing at some point they're going to betray the Jedi, but playing their part because that's the way they were trained to do. Um, I actually like it better this way now. I like it better with the inhibitor chip now because it's created an avenue by which they can put they can put in this mystery and create these different dynamics where different clones are affected differently. And it's possible to go in there and undo the chip of surgery. And you see some of them kind of fighting against you saw that with Rex a little bit. If you remember where he tried to fight against it a little bit, you know, um, and then Ahsoka had to had to eventually, you know, do the surgery on him to uh, get him snapped out of it. And I don't know, just all those story elements that have been introduced, I think would have been non-existent, right? If they all just knew the whole time. Um, because then they would have all literally been bad from the beginning. So, But it kind of makes you sympathetic toward the clones um, uh, more so, I think, than if they were just trained as, as evil, you know, murderers. I mean, they still were, I guess, to some extent, but... Not really, because they were just killing robots for the most part. So, so yeah, I thought I thought it was. I think uh, I think I understand. I think I understand it better now, and I appreciate it more than I did um, when I first discovered this was an inhibitor chip rather than, you know, a vast conspiracy. So, the other thing, just the last thing, I thought that was that was kind of cool that they included was when Palpatine was giving his big speech. Um, 
they actually, I checked, that was the episode three audio. They pulled oh, okay, straight cool. from episode three. Yeah, so that's cool. I was like, you know, I like that. That's, you know, <laughs> that's consistency um, between the different parts of the franchise. I like that. So sure. I know it's small, but yeah. All right. The last thing we're going to do here is rank the altered clones. Um, and I think we can try to come to a, to a consensus on this. We all bend a little bit. We should be able to figure something out. Um, we've got six altered clones at this point, right? Um, we're going to include echo in that, even though he's not genetically altered, his, his mind was altered through his, uh, you know, traumatic experiences. <laughs> and so, so we'll include him in that ranking, but we've got the five members of the bad batch plus Omega and we're going to rank them just on how much we like them, right? Who's the best. Who's the worst. Um, any proposals for any particular member that you want to stick at any point in this list? We'll just kind of take it one slot at a time, one member at a time. Nominees for, uh, let's start with the worst. Who do you think is the worst of them all? I mean, I'll, I'll say it as much as I, I think Echo for me is at the bottom. Echo, really? Oh, he no. I'm going to have to fight you on do, that one a little he bit. He didn't do much this episode. You're right. You're right. He really He's got not the have most context, though, right? He does. The most history. He does. But he doesn't bring that much to the the group. It, at least it's not been presented in that way. Oh, he man. He doesn't have his thing. Everyone has a thing, but Echo. Okay. I think when, we're pretty divided on this one. John, what do you think fine. about Echo? That's fine. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, just one side thing before I get into Echo a whole lot. Sure. But, uh, I thought he was going to turn when he got hit in the face with that tray and knocked out. Echo? Yeah. You remember he got hit in the, oh, yeah. the lunchroom? Okay. And I thought, well, he's going to come awake with his inhibitor chip, like back in the right place. Or something. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, and that we're going to have an issue there, but no, sure. he didn't. Um, I don't echoes towards the bottom. I, I wouldn't wow, put it okay. at the bottom for me okay. just as for liking him. Um, yeah. I, you know, he is, he is not who I would choose out of them to protect me. Uh, okay. If I needed somebody to, to a clone to, to watch after me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. This is just how much we like him, though. This is just, do you like echo or do you not like echo? And for me, he's, he's like probably top two. So we're going to have to, I'm okay. If y'all are both kind of down on him, we can put him toward the bottom. I'm, I, we can't put him at the very bottom though. Well, can't put him at the very bottom. Up for the very Wrecker's bottom. my very bottom. <laughs> I can't stand Wrecker. He's, he's fine, but he's just like so, Wrecker. do you? Oh, I do. He's so uninteresting. He's just like a big brute. So stereotypical, uninteresting, yep. you know, he's not even funny. He's just like a stereotype. And, uh, no, I like it. Oh. I like him because okay. he's the the dialogue between him and uh, the smart one. What's his name? Mm, tech. Oh, tech. Yeah, tech. Yeah, <laughs> and how tech was explaining that basically you're uh, you're more prone to to violence and brute force because of how you were essentially made, right? Um, right. And so I like him more because of that because. Uh, they kind of explain that a little better about why he is the way he is. Okay. How about Crosshair? See, top or bottom for y'all? 
or middle, just kind of mid range. I'll tell you two that I, that I think are pretty uninteresting are, um, well, record two, but records kind of tech is so uninteresting though. Right. Tech is a candidate toward the bottom for sure. Just because he doesn't do anything. He's, he's not interesting. He has no depth to him. He's just like the smart one, you know, and that's tech, tech and record. I feel very similarly about tech is the smart one. And then Wrecker is the brute. And that's about all there is to them. <laughs> but you're valuing them over Omega. Uh, Omega's just kind of an unknown. And I like that she's she's going to introduce an, a new element. I think it's interesting that there's a female clone for one thing. And um, and uh, I'm intrigued by her. So she's not she's not the bottom for me for sure. But she's not 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 the top. She's very middle for me. So who's y'all's top pick? Probably Hunter. Okay. John? Uh, I mean, I like Wrecker. What? Is a top pick? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think we're going to And we are on, just divided on, on this. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a hard ranking to put together Do we want to just tell our rankings? I'm yeah, sure. Just Let's individual. do that. Let's just do it individually. All right. So who's going first? Let me write mine out. I'll go ahead and go. I'm going to go from bottom to top. Wrecker, Tech, Omega, Hunter, Echo. No, I can't put Crosshair at the top. Those three are those three are tough. I think I'm going to go. I do like Hunter a lot. He's got a cool fighting style too with his knives. He's awesome in in battle. Crosshair, I didn't like at first, but I, I like what they've done with him. They've made him really interesting. Um, Crosshair, Echo, Hunter. Hunter's at my top. I'm going to give Hunter the top spot. So from, from bottom to top, it's Wrecker, Tech, Omega, Echo, Crosshair. No, Crosshair, Echo, Hunter. Crosshair, Echo, Hunter. And Echo mainly, not, not for his appearance in this episode, but just because of the context that we have with him so far. I'm giving him a pass this episode. If he continues to be pretty, you know, non-used, <laughs> and then he'll drop yeah. in my ranking. But that's where I'm at right now. All right, Drew, you're up. Uh, so from bottom top, I have Omega, Echo, Tech, Wrecker, Crosshair, and then Hunter. Okay. All right. John? Going top to bottom. Uh, Wrecker. Crosshair. Mm. Mm-hmm. There you go, Sam and Frodo. <laughs> That's right. Hunter, Tech, Echo, Omega. Okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. Cool. We have no emails. No emails this week. Nothing from Ethan. Ethan, if you're out there, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> what, John? If you're out there. We're sorry that so long went before we <laughs> read your email. Right. I actually mentioned it. I mentioned his email uh, after when I recorded the um, discussion post watching episode three together. It's like, we have an email, but I'm not going to read it yet. We'll save it for the next episode when we talk about visions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six months later. <laughs> uh, and I did tag that at the end, by the way. So we have our longest episode yet with episode 44. This is episode 45. Wow. Cool. That's a lot. That's some podcasts just don't make it to episode 45, you know, they got like 20 in and they're done, but, um, you know, you know, 
only the really Moving successful right ones. So yeah, only the really right. only the really serious professional podcasters. That's right. This far. So uh okay let's talk about what we're gonna do uh next week drew do you want to be in charge of that again yep i have uh are we going to do three two or three 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 you're okay with three 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 four right john all right so next week we will watch or in preparation for next week we will watch cut and run replacements and cornered okay Will you verify that there's 14 total episodes? That was in my mind for some reason, but now I'm questioning whether or not that's the case. Uh, there's 16. 16. Okay, well, let's think. Three, three, three. Uh, three. I don't know. We'll do three for next week, and we'll figure it out from there. There's 16. We could do three. We could do fours for the next three weeks. We'll see how three goes, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds good. All right. If you want to contact us, send us an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening.